Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are recording episode number 64, and today we are coming to you from Prague, and we have a very special guest today. Well, Prague and Philly, of course. Can't, uh, can't leave out my amazing co-host. And today we'll be talking about, uh, well, it has now been over five months since I have been in the Czech Republic, uh, including one of my great friends who will be our special guest today. And we're going to talk about some of the uh, things we've learned, experienced, uh, and have a couple good stories to share. So it should be a really enjoyable episode. So with that being said, first I would like to introduce my amazing co-host, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. Hello to our audience. Hello to everyone. We are here in the... I'm here in the Harry Potter Studios, Philadelphia office <laughs> of the Untranslatable Podcast. It's good to be here. Uh, I, I'm working on my NPR voice because Chad seems to have adopted a new... Softer spoken, more delicate approach to talking, and I like it. Please, everyone, follow us on Twitter, <laughs> untranslatable one. Pleasure, <laughs> the number one. Please, everyone, <laughs> follow us on uh, Instagram, untranslatable podcast. Uh, it's really popping, like always. Pleasure, please, everyone, email us untranslatable podcast at gmail.com. Uh, tell us your untranslatables, you know, like this one. Slipping on gator piss. Or, you know, just tell us hello. Uh, you know exactly well jared can i <clears throat> before i introduce our special guest for today please let me explain why i have the npr voice today two two <laughs> reasons last yeah. night we uh finished up our midterm meeting and uh we were out pretty late at a club and as you know in clubs it tends to be fairly loud mm -hmm. and so uh my voice is a little a little bit um worn out from that and then also we are recording at an airbnb in prague right now and uh i think there may be another person staying here so i'm not trying to mm. uh scream my goal is to make you laugh really hard it's probably not gonna happen because <laughs> i'm not that funny <laughs> but, we can uh, we can agree to disagree on that one but anyways without further ado though we have a very, very special guest, my good buddy David, who has been on the podcast before and enlightened all of us about studying abroad in Russia yes. and gave us some cool Russian phrases. So we're happy to have you on again, David. Hey, thank you so much, uh, Chad and Jared, for having me on again. I'm really excited to be here. Um, it, I just learned the other day that I have... Uh, that my Pajalsta has become a little famous on your podcast. So I'm very oh, yeah. honored and I'm honored to be back here. Oh yeah. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's a, it's a good yeah, yeah, stuff. <laughs> and it's, it's so it's useful. I mean, we're always begging people to follow us and stuff. Uh, so it's so, it's so useful for our uh, pathetic please. So I don't have to continue to say, please. I just, uh, have you do it for us. Pajalsta. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm happy to help. So what's been going on, Jared? How's life been treating you? Life's been treating us pretty good. Uh, you know, in Philadelphia, we, we've been getting the uh, sort of runoff of freezing cold temperatures. It's not as bad as the Midwest, um, but it's been pretty bad. And, and it makes me first wonder, how did I ever live in Michigan? Uh, <laughs> because it's been in like the teens and occasionally it's been in the single digits here over the past couple days. But Obviously, nothing like what's been happening in the Midwest where it's like negative 35, you know, but still I walk outside and I'm like, I'm like, I got 30 seconds before I'm going to like die. And I was like, I, <laughs> and I remember and my sister was talking about um, my sister, you know, she goes to U of M now and she was talking about how it's freezing there and, you know, it's terrible, blah, 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 blah. 
And I was telling her how um, I remember when we were in school in, Mich- in Michigan and, U- and Michigan State closed for the first time in like a century and Albion was still open. I think I mentioned right. this before. And people were complaining and, and like the Albion uh, sent out an email or school sent out an email, uh, like a, a school wide email saying, stop complaining. The classes like to walk to yep. class only takes less than yep. 10 minutes yes, on average. And it takes this long to get a uh, hypothermia and frostbite. So if you just walk to class and don't dilly dally, you'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, right. they essentially just told people to shut up and just go to class. And I, and I you know, I kind of respected it. I was like, all right. Right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And, and to be fair, <clears throat> walking around campus in Albion will take you up maximum 15 minutes tops if you're going from like. That's not even going to take you that long. Yeah. If it takes you that so long, you you're go. a slow walker and you need to work That's on true. that. <laughs> and Jared's usually a man on a mission when he's walking. So he I mean, especially it when it's negative 35. <laughs> right. Right. For good reason. For sure. That's true. It it hasn't been too cold here in the Czech Republic, although we were just in a in a new place. We were in Humpelets, which mm-hmm. is like in the very middle of the Czech Republic, um, and there was ice everywhere. Dave and I both, I think, almost uh, almost ate it a couple times trying to walk to some different places. Most definitely, <laughs> I um, think I saw some other people eat it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I almost I almost ate it the other day when I was walking over from the grocery store. And I tried to make it act like, you know, you, it, the recovery makes it seem like, oh, mm-hmm. I did that on purpose. <laughs> right. You the, see this the, cool the, slide I did up the sidewalk? <laughs> <laughs> the, the smoothest recovery I've ever seen, there was this guy, there's a video of this guy running on a treadmill in the gym. And he falls. But he lands, he lands forward and immediately just starts doing push-ups. And this, I've like, really that, yeah. hot girl, yeah, this really <laughs> hot girl turns and looks and he just looks over and he's like, doing push-ups is great. Ugh. I have seen that. Hold on a second. Sorry. I, um, yeah, this is, this is background stuff that I don't even want to almost talk about. But, um, did you not make a, uh, a, like a Trello thing for this one? I did. Oh, you did? All right. Yeah. Episode 64. Isn't that where episode this one is? Yeah. I just don't see it. It doesn't matter. I just don't see it. It, it doesn't matter. Be. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about this. This is not the time because I don't want to edit video. <laughs> oh, weird. Fair enough. <clears throat> but anyway. Weird. Really weird. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm, I See, now I regret bringing it up because you, you're going to you, concern yourself good. with it. You, you're good. So any, anyways, um, you can just refer to the skeleton if you want, Jared. Okay. That's what I've been using. Um, I guess that's why I didn't copy it. Anyways, um, this is what happens when you get two hours of sleep and then take a two-hour nap. <laughs> but at least you get this great a podcast voice. Later. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I have to say, um, Hopalets was really cool. It was David's and my first time there. And uh, pretty much smack dab in the middle of the Czech Republic. Um, and it was fantastic. You want to kind of talk about some of the things we did there? Yeah. So uh, I'm sure as Chad has mentioned before. Um, <laughs> so we had a meeting with the teachers. Um, and there were. Uh, there were uh, scholars there, so professors who teach in the Czech Republic, people who do research in the Czech Republic, and uh, students who simply do research in the Czech Republic. So we met with all of them, um, had a number of meetings uh, where we you know, gave presentations on our work, gave teaching advice, talked about our own experiences, and the rest of the time we basically just had fun, you know, bonded, 
learned wow. about the town of Humpolets, which is historically a textile town. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made lots of textiles there, I think they said over the past 200 years. Um, including What kind of today. bonding happened? Ooh, well. <laughs> well, so there were, there were quite a trust number falls? of new... No trust falls, unfortunately. <laughs> but there were quite a few new people there, um, new scholars that, were, that came. I think at least five or six, I would imagine. Um, oh, so they're starting. They, they start at the next. I gotcha. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're starting for so this So it was like an semester. orientation slash mid-year conference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah, way I to gave a, do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but the, the bonding that happened really, I think, happened the most. Friday night, which was we got free entry to this club that was right next to the hotel where we um, where we hosted everything. And it was a really interesting scene. Um, when we first got there, we got there what around ten? Yeah, about ten ish. We got there around ten. And um, and there were like these dudes from southern Moravia, which is like the, the southern part of the Czech Republic, the southern east side of the czech republic Mm -hmm. is where moravia is and these guys all had violins and one of them had a uh, upright bass there was also like a dude with like a clarinet (laughs) or something like that and they were they were they were they were pretty lit and they were like playing all these songs and stuff and then around did you whip out your uh, i assume you had your travel guitar I did. Handy. I did. I didn't whip it out at the bar i did we also had a little wait you walk uh, around with it well, well, I mean, I kept it in the hotel room. Oh, okay. I, I thought you. Were, I thought, I okay. Yeah, I just pull my traveler guitar because I, I wasn't really about just... to judge you. If you're like, say, you're at like dinner <laughs> and it's just like leaned up against the table, and it's like I just carry this around with me. You never know. Right. I would really have judged see, you. See, I, I avoid doing that because then I'm going to get a lot of requests for either Wonderwall or Freebird. <laughs> and you'll get judged by me. There's that. Of too. course. Well, you always judge me anyway, so it, it, it doesn't do you, really matter. <laughs> do you know how to play Wonderwall and Freebird? I mean, I used to know how to play Wonderwall, and I know the, the intro part of Freebird because I used to play it kind of as a joke. You know what I but, hate about Wonderwall? What's that? Is that I know every single word to that goddamn song. Because <laughs> I hate it too. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so the, the big bonding, though, happened when we were... We were just all at the at the club, and it wasn't just the teachers. It was also some of the older professors were there, um, and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, got to talk to a lot of great people, met some cool Czech people. David has a funny story about it. You wanna you wanna tell him about the the mullet mullet hunter? Yeah. So <laughs> mullet hunter. <laughs> yeah, mullet hunter. Uh, so here's uh, here's a good example of a cultural miscommunication, uh, which I'm sure y'all have talked about before. Um, So to give a little bit of backstory, um, there's this Facebook group here in the Czech Republic. It's called Mullet Hunter Pro. And what people do is they go around looking for guys, and sometimes men, sometimes women, um, who have mullets. And so they'll see someone who has a mullet, they'll take a photo of it. And they call themselves mullet hunters. So they'll have this photo and they'll go on the Facebook page and they'll post uh, the picture of the mullet and then they'll give it like a, a Latin name, like a scientific Latin name and then give a description and one might read, okay, uh, dear colleagues, this is the mulletus 
Pragus, you know, from some person <laughs> with a mullet in Prague. And then they'll say, you know, how, how they got the photo as if describing some sort of hunt. Um, and actually it was one of Chad's friends who invited me to this group yep. and I've, I've been in it for, I don't know, maybe two or three months now. Um, I look at every every mullet hunter post, even though they're all in check. So sometimes and they are hilarious, and and it's I, almost like they're classifying like a new species of mullet, yeah. like with the <laughs> like mulletus. Um, I tried to find them on Instagram or something. Yeah, unfortunately, and, and they're, they're not Instagram, on Instagram. It's on Facebook. Not, yeah, Facebook. What is this? Is 2019? What do you mean Facebook? <laughs> God damn it. I mean, Instagram probably would be a better platform for it. But anyway, yeah, so, we were, so we were at this club and there were, there were some Czech people. There were quite a few Czech people there. Um, and so, so David, um, go ahead and, and tell, tell the rest of the story. So there were a lot of Czech people at this club. We were dancing for a while and eventually, you know, everyone in this club just starts talking to each other and I start talking to some Czechs. Uh, I start dancing with a girl, we're dancing, and one of her friends, you know, a, a guy comes in, interjects, swoops her away, dances with her. She stops dancing with him, comes back to me. I said, oh, uh, is that your boyfriend? You know, just, just curious um, who this person is who swoops her up and then leaves. And, and she says, no, 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 and points to her friend and says it's, it's uh, her boyfriend. I say, okay, okay. And then... Uh, I'm talking, you know, we're dancing some more. We've danced for maybe an hour at this point. And then uh, I don't remember exactly what happened, but after I asked her, is that uh, your boyfriend, her friend comes over and says, oh, you know, she's married. I says, oh, no, I didn't know that. So so uh, we've just been dancing, and it took me an hour hour to realize that, that this girl has a ring on her finger. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so we still dance a little more. <laughs> of course. And then, and then I do. ask them. Um, cause you know, <laughs> I was really surprised that this girl was married. Uh, I guess I just wasn't paying attention. And so I, I awkwardly asked them just for the sake of, you know, light, stupid conversation. I say, Hey, uh, are you girls mullet hunters? <laughs> and, and you know, the lighthearted, funny expression on their face just dropped. And this girl, her friend in this bright red dress became extremely serious, Straight faced, and her English was pretty good. And her English the was pretty good. Nouveau Anglitsky. Ano And so she just looks at me and says, "No, no, 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 we don't do that." And I'm like, "Mullet hunt, mullet." Like she's very serious like about. It. I'm like, "Mullet hunt." <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Stop it. And so I and so I pull up the face, you know, I have the, my phone. I say, let me look it up. I pull up the Facebook page, kind of like show it to her. She glances at it, just barely looks at it. I don't think she really looked at it at all. She's in like, and then she puts her hand like on my wrist and says, no, 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 we're not those type of girls. You know, we don't, we don't want sex. We're just here to have a fun time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I asked you if you're a mullet hunter. <laughs> And it took me about two minutes to explain that I was talking about <laughs> mullet hunting <laughs> on Facebook. So, see now that I, now that I, <laughs> now that I hear it, <laughs> I can understand why they could be confused. Because <laughs> to really, me, I, what what could they have been confused by though? I don't know. Maybe mullet's like how you explain like um, your pubic area. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You've been trying to justify their their misunderstanding all morning. Uh, we haven't come up with much of anything, but yeah. Did you think of that one? Mullet hunter means a. Uh, uh... <laughs> I did not. Because mullet is maybe similar to like I see. I don't like see. This, this is a family podcast. I don't like where I'm about to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's. Uh, uh, Maybe like muff, you know, muff mullet, you know, hairstyles. And I, I don't know. It just all kind of seems like it, I could see where they would go with. I could just I could understand the uh, untranslatable confusion right. in the yeah, moment. But it, it was just so funny to see their ch- her change of expression when I asked her, hey, are you a mullet hunter? I think it's hilarious <laughs> that you uh, like that's which, the first thing that came to your head to like as a conversation <laughs> starter. <laughs> Yeah, we had we had seen a few guys. I I forgot to give this little piece of uh, context or big piece of context. There were a few guys walking around the club, like older guys with mullets. Two or three of them. Yeah, two or three of them. Is that a popular (laughs) hairstyle in the Czech Republic that I'm not aware of? Clear, clearly, if there's a a Facebook page called Mullet (laughs) Hunters, there's got to be. How many people are in the group to be hunted? That's a good question. Can you pull it? Can you pull it up? There's a decent decent uh, number of people in the group. If there's at least five thousand, I'll be impressed. Now, at right. least a th- there's I mean, that. that's hilarious. That my standards that. are higher than my like my own podcast. Okay, you ready? Oh my god! Wow, fifty-six thousand five hundred and thirty-one members. Ooh, see, all right, I'm impressed. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. That is they a need lot. to get Instagram. Also, I, I gotta say, follow them, but I'm not following them on Facebook. I refuse. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, I also got to say though, Jared, it was pretty awesome. Speaking of bonding, I learned how to salsa dance last night. Who would have thought oh. in the Czech Republic you would learn how to salsa dance? But they played a couple, couple this like Latin Humpelet type of tunes. Prague? This was in Humpelets. Mm-hmm. Humpelets. Yeah, we just got to Prague this morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah all the endings here in the Czech Republic that's L E C is a, a Let's. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. Yes, sir. Parada. Yeah, it was hey, fantastic. is that the shirt you wore yesterday? Me? Yeah. No, no. I have a, I have actually two checkered shirts. This okay. one's blue and white. The other one's black and blue. Okay. I was just curious because you said you woke up. You know, you only slept two hours. I thought, you know, it seems like you were like hammered yesterday or something. So I just, <laughs> I was just curious if you just woke up with your clothes on. Like I was like, how crazy did this get? <laughs> no, anyway, didn't get that crazy. So you learned uh, how to dance, uh, how to how to dance salsa. Where where did that happen in the Czech Republic? In in Humpelets. Well, oh, I club. know in Humpelets, but like where in, like how did that happen in Humpelets is what I meant so, to say. So That's there was bad. there was a um, another um, teacher there, actually a professor there. And she was a great dancer, and uh, and and David and I were kind of sitting at the table socializing, doing what this we usually do. This does sound like do. some good bonding, by the way. You you guys weren't right. lying, right? And so um so yeah, so we were just sitting there, and then the, they were like, "Come on, come dance." So we we're like, "All right, we'll, we'll we'll go dance." And then they played a song, and it was it was like a salsa song, and I was like I was like, "Yeah, like someone kind of taught me the steps a few years ago, but I can't really do it." And she was like, well, then I'm going to show you how to do it. But my problem is it's it's not a difficult dance in terms of the footwork. But, like, I kept, I guess, like, moving my shoulders or something. And she kept telling me, like, don't move your shoulders. Don't move your shoulders. I can understand. It's more of a fluid motion than 
Right. Yeah. And your shoulders shouldn't be that. moving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> That's but, hilarious. Yeah. Who would have thought the Czech Republic is where I'd get get better at uh, where, doing my salsa steps? Was the teacher Czech? She's not Czech, though. She's American? No, she was American. She's okay. American. Where's mm-hmm. she from? Um, good question. I think Virginia, or at least that's where she is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's in the Czech Republic now, but she was teaching in somewhere in Virginia, yeah. I think. But so, yeah. um, like, uh, how is it with, with like um, seeing all these other teachers that that you never really see? Because you and David are anomalies, right? Or or are there other people that have? Um, well, well, if we're being completely honest, we do uh, we do have some haters because they're a little jealous of our bromance. Uh, yeah, you know. well, as they should be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good to see them all. <clears throat> it's really nice to see them all again. Um, the last time we saw them, everybody, it was in uh, November for yes, Thanksgiving. Yes, for Thanksgiving. In Prague. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the last time uh, David was on, isn't it? Yeah. Does anyone call so. you Dave? No. You don't, no. I couldn't, I don't see, I can't see you as a Dave Seems Dave seems uh, way douchier, and you don't seem like a douche. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> That's one of the nicest things I've ever said to someone. <laughs> you don't seem like a douche, but that's only because I'm calling you David. Right. <laughs> uh, so I actually have a few students that call me Dave, and I don't know. I mean, I've never asked them to call me that. I think they just heard the name Dave. From I don't know, probably from some TV show or something. Yeah, and so yeah, they I mean, said, okay. D- have you ever like? Uh, are you? Would you be one to? I- I'm surprised. Like in in America, you never got Dave. Not really. No. Okay, because I would say if you did, would you like correct? Like it's David. No, I do have a lot of people um, call me by uh, like my whole whole first and middle name. Like my whole family calls me my first and middle name. Oh. My What's parents only do that if they're mad at me. <laughs> my mom always always calls me by my first name. A lot of people call me my middle name as like a nickname, some like a, a, which is a German uh, name, Johan. It's a badass middle name, dude. And so I I do get called that from time to time. Where does that come from again? Because it's family related, right? Yeah, it was my mom's uh, my mom's younger brother who passed away at a young age. It's uh, his name. His first name. I don't know how my grandma thought of it though. Right. I, I don't well, know props, where the origination. Props to your grandma because that's a. I I think that's a really cool name. I always have. Oh yeah. I used to kind of be uh, uh not embarrassed by it, but I like I guess kind of embarrassed by it, but I embrace it now. I also didn't. I also learned like it took me a while to learn how to spell it. I think with the two N's right. at the at that's the end. That's true. That'll throw you off that's when true. you're <laughs> nine. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, speaking of names. I was definitely not a fan of my name as a kid because I was the only one named Chad in my school until high school. And so for me, it was weird. Like I was like, why can't I just be normal and be named like John or Alex or something, you know? Right. Um, but now the older I get, now you hate your name for the, other reasons. <laughs> well, right now it's mostly urban dictionary based, but yeah. So I heard a joke the other day and I was going to text it to you, but it sounded too mean. But since we're talking about it, I'll bring it up now. Oh, God, right, I wish I could. It. It's essentially saying that a, um, so it was a comedian, and she was saying that a group of um, mats is called the Chad. <laughs> and then she said, a group of Chads will probably just rape you. That's the oh, end of the God. joke. Jesus. <laughs> Dear Lord. That, that sounds like a Czech joke. It's her joke. I don't remember who it was, but that was her joke. Uh, 
But uh, I always get texted to you, but I was like, it seems like a weird thing to just text you out of the blue. <laughs> like, that just seems oddly mean. That's true. To just text you out of the blue. Hey, I heard this about your that name. That is true. Um, but right. you, I just yeah. thought of it because you mentioned it. Yeah, Chad, unfortunately, has kind of a bad reputation. It does. But you know, you know, it is what it is. What can you do? But now I think uh, we should... Spread a little love. What do you think, Jared? I agree. Spread a little love. After that so, awful joke, I, I I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the, we need, yeah, we need to we need to offset the negativity with some positivity. So, I hear I hear that uh, you have a couple shoutouts today, Jared. You heard correct. Um, I mean, they're kind of depressing. The first one is at least the first. Have you heard of a guy named uh, Jess, like Jesse Smollett? Mm-mm. He is a um, actor in the TV show Empire, I believe. Yes, it is Empire, and um, he was. Uh, I'm trying to remember where he was. See, I'm so bad at. Oh, he was in Chicago, and uh, he got a approached by. Um, by he's he's a black and gay person, and he got approached by people calling him. Uh, oh, mean, I didn't hear about mean, this. Uh, mean uh, words. Referring to the fact that he's a black and gay person and probably other words that just general mean words. And uh, he was beat up pretty badly. And he also had bleach poured on him. And oh, um, geez, poor guy. And um, and uh, and then they ran off and I don't think they found the people yet. So I want to say shout out to him and I hope he, uh, you know, recovers quickly and all that stuff. And obviously, you know, F those other people. But, you know, I just want to spread a little love. Uh, and I have one other one too. If uh, uh, this one, uh, do you, you like tennis? Don't you? You heard who uh, right. no, Naomi Osaka uh, won the uh, Australian Open at twenty-one. I'm always blown away by. I, I mean, it, this is just life now, but it's always a weird reminder um, that like I'm fully. There's no chance of me becoming a professional soccer that's player. True. Like, that's that, true. That that dream is done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, like you see like professional, these professional athletes and you know, she's 21 and I see soccer players that are like, oh, 17 year old is um, just signed a contract with Real Madrid for blah, blah, blah million over, you know, six years. It's like, all right, I am, um, I think, I, I think my chances are done, but it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so cool to see like um, essentially, uh, you know, these young people just uh, killing it. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and starting to see like the new, like the next generation of of stars, uh, you know, come out of you know emerge. That's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah, it's really exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. It spices the sports world up. That's for sure. Yeah. I yeah, also yeah. have two shout outs. Uh, my first one, excuse me, is a shout out to an 11 year old girl named Ruby Kate Chitsy, who raised sixty two thousand dollars for Arkansas care home residents. So these were um, elderly people um, that um, basically were having certain amenities that you know they couldn't afford or whatever. And so um, she put together a GoFundMe page uh, and it has now raised more than $62,000 to provide things that can improve the lives of elderly people, right? So like for example, um, getting them, you know, different types of food, um, you know, different, like a, a nicer pillow, for example, as well. Um, so shout out to her. That's really amazing to be so thoughtful at such a young age. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And be willing to help out all these people. And even and be my, able to earn that much money. Right. Oh, absolutely. And my last one, this is a pretty cool one. Um, the uh, famous basketball player Yao Ming has um, started Yao to Ming. speak up about um, hunting for sharks and elephants. And since then, the uh, amount of people buying and selling um, shark fins for like shark fin soup and ivory um, for jewelry or decorations or whatever um, has dropped significantly. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. That is awesome. Shark fin soup. Uh, the only thing I would like about it is the name. I like the name. It's got a good right. name, but um, I don't think I'd eat it. Not because, yeah. and honestly, not even because I'm some sort of hero, to be honest with you. <laughs> just because it's just like, ew. I mean, maybe I would. I guess I don't even know what it looks like, but um, right. Yeah, and no, that's know, yeah. I have no idea what it tastes like the, either. The thing that's also no that I, that I think is terrible about a lot of those sort of delicacy foods like that is that a lot of the times they like the actual animal is just wasted, and they'll they'll take the part that they want and just throw away the, like a full shark for its fins or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe right. there's there would be less controversy about um, about it if there were, if they actually like ate sh- ate the sharks from the shark fin soup and that was like actual fillets of meat rather than throwing mm-hmm. them away. Theoretically, I mean, people would still hate that, but I think that's at least a better option than just throwing away, you know, just you know, just using using animals like that. Absolutely, it's like absolutely. Well, Jared, we have a, a special treat for you um, for the beer review of the pod. So you remember... Did you send me one that's at my door right now? <laughs> I, I did. I used beer, beerforyou.cz, and it should be on your doorstep New sponsor. right now. That's right. Beerforyou.cz. No, no, Jared, so here we have... You remember when we did... I did the Kozel, and it was half light and half dark. I do, yeah. Bring that one to the camera. Well, now <gasps> we have the light and... The dark. That's right. Are you? Are you I'm going dead to? Serious. Are you going to? Um, oh, I believe you. Are you going to? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you going to mix them together? Are you going to take a sip of no. both and then mix them together? I mean, we could, but I was thinking I'm going to review the light and David's going to review the dark. Okay. Okay. And then if there's some leftover, since our, our glasses here, I don't think these are a full half yeah. liter. We could definitely do a little mix match and mm-hmm. see what we think. Yeah, so I don't, don't want to put that on. These... on uh, David's like, God oh, damn it, I just want my own beer. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. God damn it, Jared. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna pour these in our uh, in our cups and uh, in our glasses and get started with our review. Um, can you can you tell our listeners though, David? Um, you know what? I, I mean, we've both had these beers, but can you give them a little context? Because I gotta do a couple things here. So, yes. So this beer is called Kozel. Um, as I understand, you've talked about it a little before. Uh, it's It literally means goat, but from what Czechs tell me, it is not goat. It is goat man. So there's a little goat on it. He stands upright. He has his beer and his hooves. Um, and it and uh, it's supposed to be some sort of goat person. Um, the funny thing is, actually, I've seen a, a van in my hometown here. Uh, that has the whole Kozel Goatman painted all over the side of it. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's a pretty good beer. Kind of, I mean, the one that Chad's drinking is the standard number eleven lager. Uh, it is 
Just a pretty uh, standard. I have a question. Check logger taste. Yes. Can I, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Oh. Yes. You can't hear me. I can't hear you guys at all. Hello, 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 hello. Check. There we check. go. There we go. Oh, hey, it's back. Okay. Weird. It could be it could be our Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi here sometimes um it works, but it's not the world's best. But yeah. So anyways. Yeah. Oh no, keep going. That that was all I had to say. Okay. So, um, you know, the standard one that most people drink is this uh, lager, light lager, number 11, that Chad's drinking. Um, and also very popular is the dark. Cozel Cherny. Cherny means black. Um, so the uh, dark Cozel. And according to the can, this brewery was established in 1874. So mm-hmm. pretty old. Yep. Yep. And... Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of both of these, um, and we'll see. It's actually been a while since I've had the just the regular Cozel um, Lejac, so I'm excited to have it again. Um, and I also have to give a shout out to our hosts at the Airbnb. Oh, you might want to drink some of that. Or, no, you're good. That was like a perfect pour. Show, show Jared that. That was like a perfect pour. Look at that. Oh yeah. I'm becoming oh, more wow, check so every dark. day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks almost like like when I see it, if if you put that next to like a thing of Coca Cola and shook it up a little bit, so yeah, there'd be it, like a head on it, it you looks couldn't tell almost the, the same. But yeah, so let's, oh, yeah, let's go can... ahead and taste these bad boys. Nastravi. Nastravi. Ah, good stuff. So you want to start with the with the dark or the black? So yeah, let me take another drink actually. As as Jared can see and our listeners can see, I mean, this has a nice amber color, and obviously the the and dark. Chad's I mean, blue it looks, cup looks it, I mean, it looks like soda, pop. That's right, that's right, true. <clears throat> All right, so my first impressions, and I've had this a good number of times before. Um, it's sweet, like like most uh, dark lagers. It's pretty sweet. Um, in, in the Czech Republic, dark lagers yeah. tend to be sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Definitely has a strong malty taste, um, European malty taste. Uh, what else? So, I mean, the main difference like between this and, you know, the porters you get in the US. What, Jared? I, said, I just said I like root beer. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, so many of the beers like you get in the U.S., the porters, you know, they have that kind of strong, uh, I don't even know. How do you describe a porter taste? It's like, it's, oh, the taste. Well, to me, it's kind of heavy, kind of thick. What, what, what do you think, Jared? A porter. Uh, yeah. I mean, usually when I think porter, usually I think some sort of like coffee-ish or or sort of like chocolatey taste to it or something. That's true. Yeah. So this, I mean, this dark lager, it's... It's not heavy. It's not. There's no coffee taste. Um, it's simply just straight dark beer, um, and it's a little sweet. So if you prefer a sweeter beer, that um, doesn't go down quite as well as as the lighter lagers. But it's it's still very easy to drink. I definitely recommend this one. And would you drink that? You think by yourself or like with a meal? What do you mm. think that'd be best paired with? I think. 
I think I would drink it with like uh, maybe more hearty meal, maybe a meal with a lot of potatoes. So any um, Czech meal, basically. Yeah, any <laughs> Czech meal, basically. <laughs> but definitely, definitely, I would not want to drink a lot of these. I want to go drinking ten dark Kozels. I think that would not end up well. Right. So was there a, was there a, a a way that you guys decided who would get the dark one and who would get the light one? Well, well, first, let me give you and the listeners a little context. So this is an Airbnb in Prague that we really enjoy staying at. And we stayed here before we had our meeting. And uh, we booked it again. And we got here. And our very amazing hosts here actually had some Czech pretzels for us. And these two beers sitting on our little table in the room we're renting for the evening. So oh, wow. it was destiny. Yeah, it was By destiny. Way, that's how Chad does a beer of the pot review. That's right. That's <laughs> Just right. wait for free beers. <laughs> exactly. Stumbles upon it. The uh, your Airbnb host set up our beer of the beer of the pot review. That's right. <laughs> Thankfully, we're right across the street from a, a couple markets, so I was planning on grabbing something when we got here after my nap. But right. Then when this was here, it was it's like, all better. right, well, this is perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Especially since we and, did the mixed one a couple weeks ago. Exactly. And yeah, so this is just the mixed one separated with the uh, with the light. You want know, to toss that bad boy on there with the light and with the dark, which is pretty cool. Um and and the light, I mean, this one is like I said has a nice I wouldn't I wouldn't really say, well, it's hard to tell with the blue glass, but I don't think this really <laughs> has an amber color. I mean, I've seen these poured before, and this has more right. of a, I can tell you it has more of a golden color to it. Mm-hmm. Um and in terms of the taste, um, there's not a huge, really hoppy taste to it. Um, I would say it's just pretty crisp and smooth, but I actually do think that the sweetness of the dark paired with the light in the mixed Kozel is is pretty good. I might even say, I think I could drink, I would probably drink th- this the light one more either if I'm just enjoying a beer at the pub or maybe with a meal. But I think I would actually pick the mixed one in terms of just overall taste profile because it's a fuller, richer taste with the sweetness and then the light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. So tasty beers. Um, and I think, is, is Kozel from Prague? Um, let's find out. I'm not sure if Kozel's from Prague or not. I have no idea. Thankfully, David's check is better than mine, so maybe he can... Oh, yes. They're owned by Pilsner or Quell. There you go. Mm. So they're from Pilsen. Of course. <laughs> um, Knew it. Yeah, I'd say overall it's a really easy drinking beer. Um, and you can say that about most Czech beers, really. That they're, you know, you can drink a whole bunch of them. They're crisp. Uh, yeah. But Kozel especially is, like, really, really easy to drink. Very, mm. very ordinary, simple, crisp taste. And it's really funny. Um, there's a, there's like a big split between. Um, I think there are some people who are super into Pilsner here, and then other people who are like way into Kozel. I'll never forget when I first came here. I was talking to the taxi driver, uh, who drove me from the airport into Prague, and he he was the one that mentioned. Uh, you need to try Kozel. Whereas other, a lot of other Czech people I've talked about, I think Pilsner, uh, Pilsner is definitely the golden standard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm, I didn't. Uh, yeah. It's 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 interesting how much, uh, like 
excitement can be generated around like essentially two different beers that these people have in the Czech Republic. <laughs> oh like, yeah, so, definitely. Like I still, I just, it always, I just, I just always goes back to me being like, we have so much more variety here, and these people are so excited right. over, um, like, uh, sixty-eight thousand variations on a Pilsner Urquell. Right. They need to loosen up said, a Jared, there. No. <laughs> Let their hair down. With, 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 that's true. With that being said, is it okay if we go into the main topic today and then do our untranslatables sure. after? Because I think that sure, just lends sure. itself to um, to what, what we've experienced I, here in the Czech Republic. And I think the first thing that really that came to my mind with a Czech culture and the Czech Republic is... People will ask you, your students will ask you, what do you think of the beer? I think Czechs are very proud of their beer. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. Um, a frequent question that I've heard from the day I got here till, you know, the most recent class I was in, I think, is, David, what's your favorite beer? And, and what sometimes uh, I tell them Krušovice. Nice. That's the same here. Okay. Really nice amber beer. Have you reviewed that yet? Kruševice. Yeah, yeah okay, we've, nice. we've done Kruševice. I'm looking for, they have a really yep. good wheat beer. Not a lot of Czech uh, breweries will do wheat beers, but they have a really good wheat beer. So I'm hoping to find that. Once I can find that, we'll definitely do a review of it. And it's really funny, though, when your students ask you or people ask you what your favorite beer is, I feel like a lot of Czech people have a knee-jerk reaction to your answer, right? So if you, so a lot of Czechs... Because well, they I've have their own favorite. Time, Exactly, exactly. And when I tell people Krušovice, a lot of people are like, oh, so Pilsner's not your favorite? And I'm like, well, I like Pilsner, but it's I like, prefer no, it's Krušovice the one I, more. It's like, no, it's the one I just said. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And the other, are you sure? <laughs> right. They're like, you, you, yeah, are you sure oh, it's Krušovice? I meant <laughs> exactly. stupid me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Totally mixed up two it very different so Czech words. <laughs> right, yeah, Pilsner, Pilsner and Krušovice. But yeah, and the <laughs> other thing that I've, I've learned about about Czech, uh, Czechs and beer is <clears throat> some Czechs, I think, who know a little bit more about the United States and are a little bit more open-minded, you can explain to them about craft beer and, they, and they'll eventually come to the realization that not all Americans only drink Budweiser or Bud Light. You know these yeah. these horrible. I can't types tell you the last time I, these horrible types of beer. <laughs> you know, you know uh, I'm right. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I drank. Well, maybe a Bud Light, maybe a Bud. I take that back. I got to take it back. No, nope. but, but I can't tell you. The, would you go to a bar and buy a Bud Light though? No, 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 no. That would never happen. The very last time I drank a Bud Light is when I was on a date with a girl and we were buying rounds and she bought me Bud Light. And I kind of looked at it for a few seconds and said, "Okay, I'll do it." <laughs> free beer is free beer, I guess, right? But yes, but a lot of a lot of Czech students Noted. and Czechs um, seem to think that we only, you know, it's it's the it's the you know face value stereotypes. We only eat fast food and we only drink Budweiser and Bud Light and that kind of thing. I mean, I'll, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a stereotype, but yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Legal, it, it is what it is. So, so I'm curious. I want to hear from David. What are what are some things that you've learned? You know, whether it's like cultural differences or things about the Czech Republic. You know, we've been here for five months. Um, so I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. Yeah. Um, 
And again, thank you for having me on because I'm really excited to talk about this, not only because I enjoy being here talking with you guys, but because it's really good self-reflection, mm-hmm. I think, um, for both me and Chad. Um, it's a really hard question. You know, it's that's one of those questions that uh, I think will change over time. You know, not only in 10 months we'll have a different answer, but after, we, true. after we leave and we've been gone a year, two years, five years, 10 years, our answer will continue to change as we look back on it. Um, one thing that really popped out to me um, is the whole thing about, um, you know, leisure time and mm-hmm. slowing down. Now, I'm sure you hear this all the time. People say this about Europeans. Okay, they they eat a long lunch or they, you know, have more vacation time. And yeah, that's true. And that's part of it. But what I also mean um, is that I've realized here in Czech, um, you know, people really take the time to enjoy, uh, enjoy enjoyable moments, um, whether that's being... Uh, at the pub with your friends or having a good conversation while you're at work, whatever it is, people take the time um, and people don't uh, rush to to end it. You know, um, let me explain or give an example. Um, you know, at school all the time, I'll be speaking with my fellow teachers. We'll have to start class and there's not so much of a rush to, you know, be in class. The second class starts, especially if you're having a good, useful conversation, you'll wait Mm -hmm. for the conversation to end or slowly wrap it up and then move on. Um, in relation to, you know, outside of work, um, I remember about a month after I was here, I, I went out with some friends. Um, it was after work. And I thought, you know, I have to be up at 5.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. I kept looking at my watch, looking at my watch, looking at my watch. <laughs> but I was pretty subtle about it. And then, and then my friend turned to me and said, David, let me give you some advice. I said, okay, you need to stop looking at your watch. It's, it's, uh, it's killing the mood. <laughs> and I was a little offended. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. like, hey, I can manage my own time. Um, but now that I thought about now well, that I, work- I think about it. Sorry? Why were you looking at your watch so much? Because it was it was, it was getting like, late. It was like twelve thirty at night, and uh, oh. I had to be up at okay, five thirty. Um, so, admittedly, I should have gone home uh, at some point, and I did. But um, I was really looking at my watch and not engaged in the conversation, enjoying the amazing things I was learning about amongst Czech people. Um, and Czechs really emphasize that. Enjoying the moment, uh, making the most out of it, not rushing things, um, and the idea that things don't need to be rushed. Things will happen in time, and they really aren't worth worrying about. So, among many things, this was the did, thing that did the sorry, um, did the did the uh, chill students bother you when you first got there? Like like watching them outside of your classroom when it's like um, I'm looking at my watch. <laughs> And it's it's time to start class, and you guys are having this uh, conversation. And that teacher over there is in on it, holding my class up. Did that ever happen? Where it's like, yes, where it, it, every week it continues to happen every every single week. Yeah, and, and it seems to be a normal part of Czech schools. Like at my school, it's the same thing. We'll be in the office where I have what four of the other English teachers and the Czech teachers in there, and the moment we start having conversation. When I hear that bell ring, I'm up and ready. I'm like, all right, let's go yeah, teach. Same. Yeah. Let's go educate some children mm-hmm. today. But uh, 
But usually <laughs> what ends up happening is I got to wait. And I always feel a little guilty about it because I'm like, I'm standing up. I have my dry erase markers in my hand. Like, I'm ready to go. And I think my colleagues are probably looking at me like, look at this guy. Like, come on, chill, chill out for a minute, you know. But for me, I'm used to teaching longer periods than 45 minutes. You know, I was teaching anywhere from, I know it doesn't sound like much, but I was teaching, you know, 50 minutes um, to an hour and 20 and even the 50 minutes, that five minutes, I know it doesn't seem like much, but it makes a difference, um, especially if you get to class on time. Whereas I think realistically at a lot of Czech schools, you will, you, you, go, you walk to class when the bell rings. So realistically, you get there one or two minutes, maybe even three, four, five minutes before class starts. So then you only have 40 minutes to teach. So now you're down 10 minutes instead of five minutes. Um, and if there's any right. administrative things you need to do with the students, that cuts into class time as well. So, um, but I, yeah, I it would adds have up to, quick. Right. Oh, I definitely. Mean, we've already I, we've already been doing this for 50 minutes, and we haven't talked about anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we go for two hours sometimes, and we don't talk about anything. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I would have to agree with David, though. That's one thing I've noticed as well. Um, and and a, another funny aspect of Czech culture that I really like is um, is the whole in the Czech Republic they'll say let's go for one beer. <laughs> one beer never means one beer. It, it's never in, in right, all right, my time. It's just a, it's Czech just a people saying, saying that. <laughs> it's never mm-hmm. it's never ever ever been one beer. Never. <laughs> this is over like thirty times of let's have one beer. Yeah, but exactly. like uh, we say that in we say that in America too. Like let's let's go let's like let's get a beer. Let's go grab that, a drink. Yeah, grab a drink. We yeah, everyone knows that that doesn't literally mean a drink. That's true. <laughs> let's get a drink. That's true. But often I feel like oftentimes it will be one, especially if you're pressed for time. You know, people will have one drink and go. Yeah, I've in never, the Czech Republic, that's not the case ever. At least in our experience, I've I would never. Say. I I don't think I've ever been to a Czech pub. Aside from like having lunch, well, I don't think I've ever been to Czech pub and had just one beer. I, I guess that probably relates to what you were saying earlier, though, where it's like that's part of the whole we're not rushing anything. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, if you're going to do this, like if, if you're going to be here and do this, enjoy it and enjoy your time here. Don't don't try to like force your way through it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, are there any other, other things that, you know, we're reflecting a little bit too of the five months? Um, is there anything that comes to I have some questions. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Go ahead, Jared. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I enjoy looking through Chad's Instagram and throwing up in my mouth a little bit at the comments (laughs) that uh, his, his students leave about best teacher ever, greatest teacher I've ever witnessed in the world. We need to build a, a, a shrine to this teacher and shoot it off to the moon. Uh, do you get that sort of um, <laughs> spread a little love from your from your students? Uh, sort of. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna take that as a no. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's not a really. No. <laughs> not really. But see, I think I've met some of David's students, and I think his students are, they're a little different than mine. I think yeah. mine are more likely to say those things, and I don't know why. 
But David's students, I think, are a little bit more artsy. Is that safe to say? Very. They're extremely artsy. The most oh, artsy hilarious. people I have ever met. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. It's, hard, it's harder for them to, to show that sort of love. <laughs> We're tortured souls. <laughs> or maybe souls. they show it in different ways. I mean, yeah, they, they, they for sure, I, I get a lot of appreciation from my students for sure, but... Um, yeah. Sorry, the tram's going by. I Oh, is it? I can't hear it. I almost feel bad that I brought this question up. I feel like it got real awkward. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. What I other questions do you have, Jared? A little part of it was really expensive. <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, I, well, um, hold on. Um, have you have you had the have uh, you gone to any balls? Have you had any balls like um, Chad has gone to? No, I have not. But uh, they are coming up, and I am pumped. Are you going to uh, uh, go alone or bring someone? Because I asked Chad about bringing someone and, and what's the protocol for bringing someone to sort of a partial work function, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's hard to call it a work function. I mean, it is, but I've never seen a work function where people get this shit faced. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like teachers? Yeah. And students. Oh, okay. every, everybody. Everybody. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, never mind. Who cares then? Right. <laughs> I mean, I think you can bring anyone you want. Um, there's tickets. They sell tickets, right? And so if you buy two tickets, you can take yourself an extra person. If you buy four tickets, you can take three people. Uh, anyone anyone can come. It's just you have to have a ticket. Yep. I'm, I'm also way out of my league asking these questions because I have no idea what your relationship status is. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Single and regular mingle. Oh, well, in that case, <laughs> no. Um, uh, so are you th- are, have you started thinking about uh, your post-Czech Republic plans? Chad, uh, Chad uh, likes to get real eerie about his, uh, his plans. <laughs> hmm. Well, I've applied to a few graduate schools. Um, I do not have my master's, just my bachelor's, so that's sort of the next step. And I'm considering teaching for another year. I don't know where exactly. Maybe I'll stay here. Maybe I'll go somewhere else. But the right now, those are the two options. Teach another year and then go to grad school or go to grad school this year. Grad school in, in, uh, in the U.S.? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I've applied to do some you, in the U.S. and some outside the U.S. Do you feel like you're ready to go home a little no. bit? No, no, no. No, no. no? Thankfully, we still got what four more months, five more months, four and a half, four and a half. There you go. Are you not? You're not one to get homesick. Not really. I mean, I think I get people sick, right? I miss people, parents, pets, whatever, friends. But like, I don't. I don't really have a. I don't feel like I have a huge connection to like the place and the. I don't know. Right. The pl- the place and. You know those things that you associate with it. Maybe it's, maybe it's the food. Maybe it's the culture. Maybe it's the general feel or the landscape or something. I don't. I don't have strong ties to that, but definitely people I miss. Right, Missouri. Right. Yes. Missouri is one and of those. About, Missouri is one of those forgettable states. No offense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have said that if you. I wouldn't have said that if you. If you waxed more poetically about your hometown <laughs> but i was like i don't think this is gonna bother him because he didn't have any you like you didn't have anything nice to say about it either but um 
I mean, it's I all like, I know is Ozarks. Yeah, no, the Ozarks are pretty. They're pretty, but um, beautiful nature. But yeah, there's there's not there's not much there. And, um, and oh wait, St. Louis, Missouri, right? Yep. Yes, yeah, I've heard St. That's Louis. A, that's a big we, deal. Also, have not heard great things about that city. Um, <laughs> are you joking? Uh, no, I'm serious. Okay. I have there not are heard some good cool things, things about that city. I mean, I've heard like you know, you just like in the news, you don't like you rarely hear good things about St. Louis in the news, is what I mean. But I've heard it's a nice city. Like I haven't heard anything like like about visually about what what it's like or what it's like to be within the city. I don't. I really don't know anything about St. Louis. Yeah, it's a very historic city. Um, really? Lots of, yeah. What kind of history happened happened in Missouri? So there's in St. Louis, especially, there's lots of history surrounding the turn of the century between the 19th and 20th century, right? Um, the World's Fair was in St. Louis. Um, Spirit of St. Louis by what was his name? Frank Sinatra. The guy that <laughs> yeah, I'm the wrong guy to ask. I have uh, no idea. The Spirit of St. Louis. Yeah. When it, when it, uh, I, I think it was the heart. first first flight yeah, I have no around idea. the world. I don't know. Or first transatlantic flight. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but you know, aviation. The first transatlantic flight left from St. Louis. Yeah, that seems like an odd spot. Interesting. Odd spot to yeah. start for it. Yeah. I feel like start so on the it, coast it was a, to you know give yourself as much of a chance as you can. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But I guess they made it. So. Right. So, what other questions you got for us, Jared? Um. Well, that I mean, what other questions do I have for you? I, I don't. I don't have any like questions like that. Um. Or what are you curious about? What do well, you What do you want to know? I, I um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so you're getting new a new crop of students, right? I am. I don't think no, David. I'm is. not. Oh, no, you're no, not? I'm not. So how? What's your schools are completely different? It yeah, seems t- like. T- tell Tell Jared and our listeners a little bit about your school. So your environment. My school is, in one word, amazing. Uh, but to be more specific. It is uh, full of artists, full of uh, woodworkers. Guitar makers, which is yeah, pretty badass. guitar makers, which is really badass. Um, and so they make all sorts of things out of wood. They do 3D designing, interior design, drawing, painting, carving, sculpting, all sorts of really awesome stuff. And so what will happen with me is I've been teaching first, second, third, and fourth year classes. All my fourth year classes. So this will... means freshman, junior, yes. sophomore, senior, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior classes. Yes, exactly. Thank right. you um, for our Americans out there. And so I'll lose the seniors. They'll go on to start preparing for their tests, and I'll take on more second and third year classes. Okay. Hmm. Because right now my most classes are the first year and the fourth year. Okay. And for me, I'll you. be teaching all. All right, I'll be teaching all first and second year students, so freshmen and uh, freshmen and sophomore. So it will be a big adjustment for me, and it's it's a little sad. Like we had our last day last Tuesday with my uh, third and fourth grade students, and uh, it was a little sad. Um, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to getting to know the new students, teach in a slightly different environment, and. Uh, help these kids uh, improve their English. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, 
That's I, I, you, what are you looking at me for? I don't have anything of that we can go on to okay. untr- untranslatable. Well, well, there's there's a couple for. there's a couple things I'd like to add. Do you do you have anything else to add about our time here so far? There was a couple things mm. Chad would like to add. Yet he was sitting there in silence for uh, a good five to ten seconds. <laughs> right. I just wanted to make sure uh, you didn't have anything, Jared. Well, I guess I'll get started. We are podcast professionals. After, th- th- that's true. The the best of the best. Um, what what I've what I've noticed while being here in the Czech Republic is, um, it's it's kind of it's some sometimes it's really cool. Other times, it's. Uh, a little it's not really irritating but it's it's difficult to be that american for for people you meet because for a lot of people unless you're in prague you're the only american that they might have ever met i did an interesting experiment right. my last day of class i just said by a show of hands if i'm the first american you've ever met raise your hand over 50 percent of everyone in my classes raised their hand wow yeah so it's after i realized that it's kind of a daunting realization that i'm i'm america for these kids when america is such a diverse country um and i think it's really interesting czechs will ask you all sorts of questions about the united states and you have to kind of try to be a representative of it and you know i'll i told i told my students about the fact that the the highest uh, muslim population in the states is actually in dearborn michigan and then mm-hmm. they started to ask me all these questions about Islam. You and betcha. I'm like, look, I'm like, look, I'm not the right guy to answer these questions about Islam for you. Like, I, I don't, I'm not a practicing Muslim. Like, I have friends who are Muslims, but, and I'd be happy to ask them these questions, but I'm not the right person to answer these questions, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, that, I, I can understand how that becomes, like, almost feels like a, some sort of blessing and a curse where you need to, you feel like you need to, one have the right answer, but also no, like stay in your lane. And, but you, but but then at the same time, you want like you you want them to, uh, like you want to be able to. You don't want to this. You don't want to leave them ignorant. But also, it's like, I, but I'm not. I, I I do really do not feel like the authority on on all of these on all of these topics you keep asking me about. Which is exactly. why chat often comes to me with uh, <laughs> questions about usage of the N word and what it means yep. to be a black person. Yep. Refer to previous podcast episodes, and I'm sure you could <laughs> you could find plenty of plenty of stuff in that. And the other, the last thing I'd like to add is, David and I have been very fortunate that we've been able to travel to quite a few places in the Czech Republic. Humpelets was really cool, um, and what I'm hoping to uh, to do now is, you know, time is slowly running out, and so I'm hoping to start to plan other places in the Czech Republic I'd like to visit. So there's a few cities I want to go to. I want to go to um, Ostrava, which is in the east. We actually reviewed a beer from that place uh, a few episodes ago. Um, and I would like to go there. That would be absolutely fantastic. It's, it's in the, on the total other side of the Czech Republic, um, bordering Poland or close to Poland, right? Yeah, it's right next to Poland. Um, so that would be a great place to visit. I'd also like to explore more of Moravia, since I've gone around... Um, the northern and northwestern parts of Bohemia. I mentioned in a, a previous episode about Czech Switzerland, this beautiful... Um, and Were you in Czech Switzerland? You were in a national park, weren't I you? I was. Czech Switzerland National Park, which is amazing. And they filmed part of the Narnia series there. Oh, really? It's a really magical wow. place. 
Interesting how they why, why would they choose that? Hey, I have a question. On uh, uh, David, on your Instagram, there is a picture that looked like it was um, in the the dungeon that um, Batman uh, got locked in that he had to climb his way out of. Oh, that was in Humbleats. Yeah. Uh huh. So, what was that can about? Can you get? Can you guess what it is? I need to look at it again. It was on your story, wasn't it? It was. Is it hard yeah. if we post that picture to our Instagram? Sure. Because that's a cool picture. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I'd have to see it again. But what I—that's just what I wrote down in my head. Was that looks like a, and on my actually my notes too. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> but that, <laughs> that looks like the uh, like the dungeon that Batman got stuck in, like a smaller yeah. version of it. Yeah. So what it is is. Um, as I mentioned before, Humpelets was a textile town, mm. a lot of textile mills, and these mills, of course, had large smokestacks. Well, they've taken this old mill, turned it into an art gallery, and the giant smokestack, which they said was somewhere around 150 feet tall, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know very, very tall, <laughs> um, they have cleaned it out. You can go in the bottom and look straight up. So it is looking straight up a 150 foot. Uh, and this is in a museum. Tower. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's an awesome. An art gallery. Yeah. And the, so does the, name the actual. The, go ahead. The name of the art ga- uh, gallery. Sorry. The name of the art gallery is uh, Osmichka, which Osmichka. is kind of cool because it's a uh, it's a play on words, I guess, because the the logo is an eight. And then and then it's Michka, which I guess means it means loop, but the the number eight, if you turn it sideways, it looks like a loop, right? Oh, like an infinity. Yeah, yeah. But I guess I guess it'd be two loops. But yeah, um, but it was a it was an interesting place to visit, and yeah, the, it was really cool. And you're right, it, it I did think about Batman actually when I looked up. <laughs> you're totally right. So does if you were to look at the museum from outside, could you see the smokestack? Like, is it actually like a hole in like does it stick out of the actual building yeah oh yeah it's yeah. very prominent yeah oh that's cool yeah it's a it's a really interesting how much building. does that cost to get installed <laughs> well, well i mean it was built there for the factory i mean they took an old factory oh, building oh, and they repurposed I, it for an art gallery i misunderstood i thought they took the chimney from an from an old factory and ah, moved gotcha. it to yeah, yeah. The, the museum which that'd be interesting that would take a lot of skill yeah <laughs> I mean, Probably people have moved. We've money. talked about people moving full on. You, it was you actually. No, that wasn't you. That was, no, it was Jeff. Jeff. Mm-hmm. That talked about a whole church that was moved. Yeah, in Moss, they moved a church. What? Because of they had to move the church because Moss was a big uh, mining town, and so they had to move move the church over. So they put it on like these rails. And used like a type of train and like wow. pulled it. Yeah. So, they so thought, after our, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So they thought, you know, we could try to, you know, destroy it and rebuild it. Or, you know what, screw it. Let's just put some rails on it, lift it up, and move it. So after I, so that came to mind, and I thought, all right, well, it's not that far-fetched to move a, just a chimney then. That's nothing. Right. That's true. That's <laughs> They're true. They're moving old churches over there. <laughs> right. I think the cool thing about a lot of, like, newer types of, can be anything, a restaurant, a gallery, a store, I think a lot of people, not only in, in the Czech Republic, but in Europe, they're very good at repurposing yeah. buildings. And they're doing this in Detroit, too, actually. A lot in Detroit with warehouses and stuff. Yeah. A lot of warehouses in Prague also, they're repurposing 
mostly into like hipster spaces, but yep. also into some shopping malls, restaurants. Exactly. Like exactly. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? I feel like people don't wouldn't should or not. I feel like people would not like that locals. I mean, Prague is a very hipster city. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, I think maybe the older generation, people who aren't hipsters, may not like it, may not go to those places. But compared to the rest of the Czech Republic, Prague is super hipster. You can see it from the way people act, the way people dress. Um, and so I think, you know, most of the young people are totally okay with it. So yeah. maybe so maybe if it was happening against say, Kumatov or Khadets, uh not Karlove, Karlove. Karlove. Karlove, that's where you live? Karlove. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, uh, I'm, I'm surprised I even remember it. But um, they might have more of a problem with it than like in Prague, which is like the big sort of. Uh, or maybe not. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. It's hard not, to say. Gonna, I don't yeah, know. I guess I mean, how would you know? There's Who a knows? university in Hradec. I'm not going to put that on you. <laughs> right. But, so lots of young people there. But um, yeah, probably not like Prague. Right. But yeah, so anyways, it's been an amazing five months in the Czech Republic. I think David and I have definitely yeah. learned a lot. Um, from, te- from especially me, teachers, students, friends, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of great people. It's, how's it's been the, amazing. How's the progression of your Czech been? Not as not as progressive as I had hoped. But yeah, it's coming here. along. But that's why we're here at the Untranslatable Podcast, and I think uh, you know what time it is, Jared. Yeah, well, yeah. This is all you need. This is a week's week's worth of language lesson condensed, packed down into a tight segment that goes way too long usually, actually. Um, But hey, for your your listening pleasure, that's for sure. This is how we become polyglots, everyone. That's true. So training. if it's all right with you, Jared, I think it'd be great to have David start us off. Uh, I think too. I think so too. Pajalsta. <laughs> Pajalsta. It, uh, it was the Russian one, right? Okay. Yes. Um, so I have it here. Just give me a second. I send David way too many memes on Instagram. Okay. So he's scrolling through. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so uh, I have one for you. I'll say the Russian, the literal, and then I'll ask you for the meaning, just like before. Okay. It means when the lobster whistles on the mountain. The lobster whistles on the mountain? When the lobster listen, uh, whistles. whistles on the mountain. Whistles. <laughs> uh, no when one's the listen. lobster whistles on the mountain. It's when you're like talking to no one or, sc- or, or like no one's listening to you, like no one cares what you have to say. And you're talking about like. Not quite. Can, can oh, you give oh, me. Oh, yeah? that's like when, the, like when the pigs fly. Like that'll happen exactly. when pigs fly. Hit that ham horn, my dude. Hit it. Oh, yeah. Good work. Nice. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's something that never happens. So, exactly. exactly. When okay. pigs fly. Yeah, when pigs fly is the English version of yeah, right. essentially saying that like that. And the, that, that, and the Germans will happened. say when pigs whistle. When pigs whistle. Oh yeah, that was um that was uh, Annabelle. That was uh, Annabelle's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Translatable. Look at that. It's all coming together. This I'm That's telling right. you people. This is how it happens. The, right. Tell your friends to listen to the Untranslatable podcast, and they will become polyglots. We are, uh, we are witnesses. Soon we're gonna be like um we're gonna be like Tony Robbins level. 
and uh, <laughs> people are just so. going to be flocking to our podcast. Like, it works, I swear. Right. You start to listen to a babble, and, and all of a sudden, you're speaking Albanian, which is my first one, by the way. Can I oh, give you perfect. an Albanian one? Absolutely. Give it to us. Kado pil kadera, which literally means... Wait, every kado f- is where? No? No. Okay, that's a false friend with check. Okay, continue. Interesting, because every forest has pigs, so maybe it is where. Every it could forest. be. Like uh, where the forest has pigs, maybe, or something? Yeah, it could be, or something like that. Maybe. Every forest has pigs is the literal translation that was given me, but you're, it could be where, and it's just, you know, how they translate it. Right. What do you think, David? I think it could mean that, you know, in every situation or setting, there's going to be bad apples. Uh, my guess. Not, you're on actually the right path, but uh, Chad, you give it a shot. Just, tr- just I mean, you- my my guess, my guess isn't even close to that. My guess would be, like, it's just like something normal, like nothing to get worried about, just normal. Uh, no, David was yeah. closer. It okay. was essentially uh, like both things have have merits. So if you were to say, um, which is better, uh, Philadelphia or uh or humpelets you can reply to that every forest has pigs (laughs) right no i'm sure philly philly's probably great um good okay (laughs) go eagles by the way i took a picture that i tweeted out yesterday that was literally just a pile of trash on the street next to a recycling bin (laughs) oh no (laughs) i tweeted a leaf that recycle (laughs) (laughs) there you go so i have two of them for you awful and they are check my first one is Toyaso Bajorki, Bajorki, sorry, which means that sounds like fairy tales. Uh, well, it's just like uh, I, David knows he can you can see it. No, I, I don't. I mean, I can see it, but I don't know. I don't know the. Try to be sneaky okay. with this one. I didn't give the. Uh, well, but I just before I just threw it out. I want to. I want to give. I want to. You know, give. Yeah, give uh, it a shot, David. Yeah. That sounds like fairy tales, huh? This one seems something for children. Me. I don't know. Like it's it's something for little kids. I don't nope. Know. Nope. No, I, my guess would be you're just like making up, like made up stories. Like a t- exactly, you're lying. You're telling lies. Yeah. Good work. You got another one for us, Jared. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this one is um, this one is Arabic, and it's deal akalb. Uh, hold on, hold on. D- oh, shit. Deal al kalb umru ma yatidal. And that means what? Uh, I'm so sorry, by the way. Let me just. To our Arabic was, speakers out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> A dog's tail will never stand still. Any any guesses? I'm not. I don't even know where to begin with this one. A dog's tail never stands still. Hmm. I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, hmm. Is this like? Is this like something's expected? Uh, no, 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 no. No. It, it's uh, it's um. Can you give us a clue? Yeah. Um. You know, people always tell me, Jared. You take way too many selfies. It's becoming an addiction and a problem. <laughs> Nobody wants to see your face from every slight different angle constantly every day. 
And I say, listen, baby, a dog will, a dog's tail will never stand still. These selfies will always keep coming. Sounds or like, sometimes uh, they'll tell me, they'll say, well, could you at the very least stop smoking cigarettes in all of them? Because it's very bad for your health <laughs> and it's bad for your lungs. And I say, what did I tell you? A dog's tail will never stand still. So you won't stop. You can't, yeah, can't, can't break stop, your stride. Just, yeah. Can't, just, can't stop, won't stop. All right. It's essentially saying you can't stop a bad habit specifically. Ah, okay. Interesting. For some All reason, right. they uh, consider a dog's tail uh, wagging a bad habit. <laughs> okay. Interesting. All right. So my last one for you is also Czech, and it is Takhrach Yenna Zedhodil which means to throw green peas against the wall. And I'll scroll up so David can't read it. What do you guys think? To throw green peas against the wall. This is a good one. This is, this is uh, one that on I gator might piss. have to use. It means slipping on gator piss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no clue. Talk that calf out of that hay for no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I have that on my soundboard because there's no use for it. <laughs> right. It's a ridiculous drop. Be born me. Uh, any ideas, Jared? Um, say it again. I do have an idea. I just need to hear it again. I forgot to, what to it throw, might To throw peas against the wall. Oh, yeah. It's just essentially saying it's, it's like saying um, you're just like throwing out ideas. Nope. Does it does it mean don't do stupid stuff out of boredom? Nope, that's not. Oh, it, I, I guess I was let so me, convinced me, I knew it. Let me let me <laughs> still give shook you guys, by the fact that I didn't get it right. Let me give you guys some some help. So if you if you I, this this phrase or this idiom is really good for like visualizing, right? So if I throw peas against a wall, what's going to happen? Are they going to stick to the wall? They're going to smash and fall down. They're going to smash and fall down. So nothing's sticking, right? Right, nothing's sticking. So, what do you think? Any ideas? I still feel like I still feel like you're alluding to what I just said, where it's like right. you're 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 attempting an idea, but but it's not like you keep trying over and over again. I mean, you're or, you're close. Oh man, you're very close. The definition okay. of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Maybe. I mean, I mean, you're you're correct, but that's not <laughs> that's not what the untranslatable is. So, um, basically, so let's pretend, let's pretend Jared was with us in Humpelets and we're at the club and Jared wants to talk to these Czech people, but they're really shy and they don't want to speak English and he doesn't want to speak any Czech. He keeps trying <laughs> to talk to him. Quickly he keeps walk trying away. to talk to him. And <laughs> I go up to Jared this and I say, so look, like man, it. you're just throwing green peas against the wall. Like you're trying something that's futile. I uh, it, it, it like you're wasting means, your time. Well, it literally means you are. It's when you talk to someone who like they don't want to talk to you, or like it's it's like the people who don't want to talk. Like they're it's like talking to a brick wall is what oh, we would okay. say in English. Yeah. Oh, talking to a brick okay. wall, right? Okay. Because because you know, like I said, you're throwing the peas against the wall. They're not the, sticking. The peas aren't going to do anything to the wall. Exactly. So you're trying to talk to him and it's not sticking. So there you go. So you weren't right. that far off, Jared, also, but it's... Yeah. No, I got you. It's just funny hearing you try to explain it, though, because it really doesn't make sense, like, in, in English. So it's just, right. it was just funny to me hearing you, like, well, so what makes sense? You know, you throw it, doesn't stick, <laughs> so essentially you're talking to a brick wall. It's like, I mean, right. okay, it still doesn't really make any sense, but that's why right. I love the untranslatables. That is Holy true. Holy shit. 
Did I, uh, speaking of which... How did- did oh. I not play the untranslatable owl? I don't think you did. Oh my god. Uh-oh. How did we get into the untranslatables without this? I don't know. Did uh, they even really happen without the owl? Yeah, all right, let's start <laughs> over. Let's run, take it from the top. We'll, we'll I'll edit it. And we'll... <laughs> and three, two... <laughs> well, Jared, uh, we have a special song more, today. Oh, you have one more. Perfect. Let's hear it. No, forget it. I'll do it later. No, you already... It, forget it. Forget it. You sure? We got time. I'll save it. I'll save it. It just means All less right. work for tomorrow. Fair enough. That's true. All right. So we have a special song on the pod today, and it was suggested by David. Can you give us some background about the song? So, um, yeah, as I mentioned, um, I've gotten to know my students. Um, they're really artsy. We do a lot of things together. We have fun. And uh, we had a little Christmas party. <laughs> We're, we're hearing the song right now. So we had a little Christmas party, um, and we got together like 100 people uh, in this really uh, small you, room. Can I interrupt? Yes. When, yeah. when, uh, your internet is awful, Chad. So when you play uh, like YouTube videos, I can't... Yeah, like, I'm not playing it. I stopped it. Okay, I was like, yep. I can't understand it. I, it just breaks up completely. Yep, you're good. All right, continue. So uh, we got together like a hundred people in the small room in the dormitory. Everyone in the dormitory basically came to this Christmas party and we played Christmas songs, ate Christmas cookies, you know, that lasts a little bit. And then they started, you know, I brought a guitar, people were playing the guitar. Um, and then they ran out of Christmas songs. So they went on to other songs and this song they started playing and it is called Chi Chunitia or Chi Prasadka, which means three little pigs. Uh, and it's about these three pigs that go on an adventure around the world. <laughs> I don't know how, but they they cross the globe all these like three times, <laughs> and it's about their adventure. And we're singing along with them. It's kind of a song for kids, but I like it. Um, and the and the chorus of the song is uh, pig noises. So yeah, but the Czech version of pig noises. So. so it's, yeah. In English, what would you? What sound does a pig make in English? <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> that was way too good. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was good. I was just gonna go oink oink. <laughs> I mean, that's what we say. Oink oink oink. Yeah. That was really good. So <laughs> that's like uh, almost too realistic. Where it's like, yeah, that's what they actually sound like. But what would we say? Right. Oink oink. Yeah. That so, might have to be a new drop, Jared. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, that's, that's oh, too yeah. funny. Oh my, my god, okay. that's great. So. Uh, um, yeah, what's and, the sound and, that they and, make? And in the check, song, it's course. it's V, like we, yeah, like we, 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 yeah. it's V, V, V. So the chorus goes V, 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 etc. So I guess we we say that too, though, don't we? In English, we say in the in the three little and the like when you do the the we 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 all the way home. Yeah, they went we 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 all the way. home. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's uh -huh. true. And yeah. that is a fairy tale. So I wonder if that has something to do with maybe the origination of that story. Yeah, it's Could likely. Because be. yeah. I think it's a pretty common like European... Pig sound. 
yeah. And oh, yeah. So that's probably why they use that. But mm-hmm. it, that is something that we should probably do an episode on is just like animal noises in different uh, languages. Oh, 100%. I would argue that that's something that's got to be universally hilarious to, pe- like, to people when oh, they definitely. hear how other people say definitely. different animal noises. Because to, to, to everyone, it's like when someone else hears another person's animal noise, it's like, they don't even sound like that, like right. ours does, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, like, yeah, I remember horses watching are the Family Guy episode where Stewie had like a British um you know like a little playmobil thing oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and it made all these weird european animal (laughs) sounds and they weren't what we're used to yeah what's also crazy speaking of animal sounds in different countries exactly (laughs) the the crazy thing about it is apparently ravens i don't know how scientists did the study but they did a study that ravens and crows can't understand ravens and crows from other they don't understand each other's <laughs> accents or squawks from different parts of the world. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So oh, crazy that's hilarious. stuff. <laughs> but yeah. So what were your thoughts on the song, Jared? I can imagine them getting offended when uh, when people when they're like sitting around and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's a crow." It's like I'm a goddamn raven. It's like, look <laughs> right. at me. I don't look anything like a crow. What are you talking <laughs> right. about? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, the song was hilarious. Um, hilarious and and it was it was like not only was the song hilarious because i'm not i'm not some sort of i'm not a full dumb american that i just laugh at the sound of a foreign language as soon as i hear any language that's not my own even though i'm gonna admit that i laugh at hearing any other foreign languages take on a on an animal sound that's always hilarious yeah it's funny but when you add the visual of the of the uh, of like the the youtube video that goes along Mm. with it it's it's it it looks like a dreamscape almost (laughs) Right. Uh, it's and it's old, just, it, it almost looks like a. Um, I'm not looking at it now either, but it like it almost looks like um like a Czech Bob Ross video that's yeah. been like um like that's been that's edited. A, that's a that's to, a good way to put it for sure. That's been edited to look uh, to, uh, like into a song of some sort. That's what I think when I when I listen and and watch it. Did the song get stuck in your head? Because we listened to it and it was it was immediately stuck oh, for in my sure. head. For sure, yeah. That chorus did. I was almost kind of mad when um, David just sang that chorus because I I had forgotten about it. Yep. <laughs> and now it's gonna be there the rest of the night. <laughs> no way I was gonna let you forget about that. <laughs> oh gosh. That's right. That's why we invited David on the podcast tonight. But I uh, I mean it's great. It's 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 great. And I and I I love the. Um, I love the Czech songs because even though Chad's in the, been in the Czech Republic for, as he mentioned, five months, it's rare that we get Czech songs. Right. And some of the Czech songs we've done, one of them was in English. Uh, that blues oh yeah, that's tune true. was in English. That's true. Um, do you, so, yeah. Do you listen to um, any Czech music like when you're there, David, and in, in, your, in your iPod or Zoom? Well, I, 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 I listen to the pig them. song pretty regularly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Not really. I mean, there's there's so much of Czech music that I would say is somewhere on the line of hard rock. Or um, punk, or, definitely. Or punk. And I'm not a huge, like, I don't know, early 2000s sounding hard rock. I'm not much right. of a fan of that. That era so. was really in its era. Like, that music mm. was really of its time for, especially people like us. Oh, definitely. I have to say, what's amazing about the Czech Republic is there is a gigantic country music scene in the Czech Republic. Like I sent Jared earlier when we were trying to figure out the song of the pod, I sent him the Czech version of Country Roads by Which John Denver. Which was surprisingly Denver. good. 
Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. They took out the West Virginia line that threw me off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, hey, now, since we're talking, since this is song of the pod time, we're getting all musical here. I was also, um, you know, um, you know, my job as uh, untranslatable co-host is to, um, you know, edit, prepare, and essentially live vicariously through Chad and have him bring his life to this, him bring <laughs> actual experiences and stories and knowledge to the podcast. And another thing I saw on. Um, your social media. Uh, Yours is what, a minor, David's. Uh, da- uh, um, Chad's social media was you, um, obviously with your guitar, we joke about you having your uh, guitar. You did use your guitar while you were in, um, in Humpelets. That's true. And it almost looked like you were um, putting on a, a one-man show slash cla- TED Talk class. <laughs> Especially yeah. with some of the pictures I saw. Like, on Facebook, you posted it, and then below there were, like, I was like, who taking these pictures? These pictures are amazing. <laughs> you want to feel this one, David? Well, first off, let me say that Chad probably won a minute, but it was a really amazing show. Well, thank you. Um, it, you know, it was a talent show, but it, it very likely could have been called Chad's Got Talent. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chad, Chad so show sure hosted that, by Chad. He, so he... Played uh, guitar for, I guess, what was it? A trump uh, piece with a trumpet. I love. And, hold on, uh, hold on, one piece. second, hold on. Let me shit on Chad real quick. I love how you just weren't <laughs> going to bring this up. You were talking about how you had this great week in Humpelets and you had all this stuff to talk about, and you were just not even going to mention this slightly. Oh my god! Well, and now here, you're having David explain it. <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not to toot to my own horn. I'm not one this to is just hilarious horn. to me. Well, yeah, Sorry, so continue, what, David. So I'm very what, curious. This just what, blows my mind that this is how I'm finding out about this. Right. Well, what but happened was, so I brought, your social media. I brought my electric, my little travel electric guitar with me to Humboldt. And, uh, you know, everybody, everybody in our organization knows I'm a guitarist. I play guitar. And then when they got wind that I brought one with me, um, the night before the performance, well, two days before the performance, I was asked by two of my uh, teacher friends here, hey, can we do a song together? Hey, can we do a song together? So the night before the show, I practiced this song called Lady, Lady Carnival with, uh, with my friend Parker, and he's a trumpet player. So were and you that, not planning on doing, doing any songs at all for the... I, um... I was going to play... Well, actually, it's funny. So I was going to play the Friends theme song, but before oh, I got to Humbleets, Chad, come on. <laughs> well, before I got to Humbleets, um, I was having some like I had like a scratchy throat. I don't know if it was a cold or not, but I got a thre- uh, scratchy throat, uh, horrible like uh, sinus uh, congestion and everything. So I thought, okay, I'm not in any shape or form to sing in front of people. But at least so that, it's resulted in this beautiful podcast voice you have today. That's that's true. The <laughs> NPR today's the NPR edition. I still that's love right. it. Um, <laughs> And so, but anyways, um, I was thinking, well, what can I play? Because most of the stuff that I play, you know, I need a band behind me. So, and, and classical pieces on an electric guitar just don't feel right. They don't sound right. They don't play right. So I threw, I threw out all the classical stuff. Um, I wasn't really going to play any finger style jazz stuff because I wasn't sure if people would know it. And then I thought about it and I was like, well... There's this really cool song by Stevie Ray Vaughan called Lenny, and it's an, it's an instrumental, really beautiful song. Um, and I thought, well, that would be fun to play, and there's kind of a story behind it. And the story is that 
um, Steve Ray Vaughan, who's actually the, the reason why I ever picked up a guitar. Um, my, my dad popped in, he, he, we were driving his old blue Ford Taurus, popped in the cassette tape, um, for our younger listeners, they might not even know what that is, <laughs> popped in a cassette tape into Mama his car hoo-hoo. and, uh, and Texas flood came on. Uh, that's the, the name of the album and the, the, the single off the album. That's it. It just blew my mind. And so I wanted a guitar after that. I got a guitar and that's what really motivated me to play. And so the story about the song Lenny, though, is that uh, there was this really beautiful Fender Stratocaster in this pawn shop, but this was before Stevie Ray Vaughan was famous, so he couldn't afford it. And so his girlfriend, um, Lenore, or Lenny, um, pooled together money between his friends and her friends and bought the guitar for him for his birthday as a surprise. And he stayed up all night writing that song and dedicated it to her. And so I thought that was a really cool story, really inspiring. And for me, the, the special thing about this travel guitar is I have now realized I've been to five different countries with this travel guitar. Oh, wow. So it's kind of a special... Now you got to take it with you. Right. So, so yeah. So it also it was, shows it was the, really the fun. durability of this. Uh, well, that's, so did, the, I assume they didn't like announce a winner. It wasn't for a winner. No, it was... I would say, I mean, we called it... Because uh, you would have won. It a talent it show. Like. Wow, well, I don't know about that. Jed was the winner. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, I mean, well, the thing is, is I would say it was more of like an open open mic than I a you, yeah. talent show. Really, like we had a couple people tell some stories, uh, recite poetry, impersonation. Someone impersonated a fish and bagpipes. Yep. So that was solid. And then there was also <laughs> a donut eating contest where you hold the donut tied to a string. And somebody has to kneel in front of you and try to eat the donut. So that was really entertaining. I was laughing my ass off. So that was That's, good. This, these, so these are the bonding games you're talking about. I guess so. Yeah. You're, that was a definite another bonding moment in Hopalettes as well. Okay. I, you're I, don't talk, hear, I don't hear anything. Donut games and talent shows. Right. Uh, this it was fun. <laughs> wait. So, um, so uh, shit. I had a question about that talent show. Oh. No, I didn't have a question. Your shoes were dope. I did notice your shoes. Oh, my and, shoes? Uh, the Nikes? Yes. You like those? Those were sweet. Yeah, yeah, they're super comfy. Love those things. So um, how, how did it go? How was it playing the songs with those other people? Good. Uh, we, were, <laughs> we rehearsed the night before the show and ran through, I think, each song two or three times. So we did. I played Landslide with my friend John. He sang. Uh, by the by Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks, um, and that one was an easy one for me to learn. I had it memorized after playing it a couple times. It's pretty straightforward. However, I played a, a Karol Gott song, who's a very famous Czech artist here, um, singer. What do you call him? A pop singer, I guess, or like yeah, a yeah, he's like a popular music singer. Exactly, and so but like old old pop music, right? Exactly, like seventies, eighties, nineties. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so I played that with my friend Parker, and that song, because it was guitar and trumpet, I mean, you know, Jared, you played trumpet. With trumpet, you know, you ideally you want to use keys with flats, right? So what this means for me as a guitar player is it's all bar chords. So it's all, all chords where I have to be constantly pressing down all the strings with usually with this finger, with your index mm-hmm. finger. Okay. And so it's it's kind of tiring. Even even one one song can be a little tiring. Um, and I was really worried that I would have some, some, you know, I would kind of stumble and struggle playing the song. But it, but it went good, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, 
I really enjoyed it. See, my problem is I, I just take myself too seriously when I perform for people because, you know, I want it to be the best I can have it be. And I think yeah. for other people, I could play somewhat mediocre and they'd probably still be happy with it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the artist within you. I mean, that's there's the perfectionism to that. Right. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm no, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to compare myself to you, but even in the, like the little aspects that I've played, like it's, you I always notice that it, it this would probably go a lot better if like, I wasn't so, um, uh, you know, obsessed with trying to make this the perfect, uh, you mm -hmm. know, uh, performance right. every time. But it shows you care, you know, you care about the music. Um, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. I think in a way but music many, is like a yeah. Go ahead. As a um, you know, you've played in you know you don't want to obviously you want to play well for these people because you were you were accompanying them, but have you as as someone that's played in like bands in high school and stuff, have you ever gone into any sort of performance situation where you you felt like you were woefully underprepared as a oh, as a group, oh yeah. even if you weren't specifically? Not not ever my high school rock group or or the group that we played in in college. But definitely, there were a few times with a couple of the jazz ensembles I played with, wasn't sure how the, how the shows were going to go. Because there's so many moving pieces. <laughs> right, right. You know, and so. And, and also with the jazz, there's also just a, there's a stronger aspect of being able to like know the people you're playing with, mm -hmm. I think, especially if you're performing. Right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, but anyways, enough about me and music, but check out our song of the pod. What's it called again, David? Chunitze. So the three piglets, check it out on wee, our Twitter. Wee, 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 wee. That's, that's right. <laughs> It'll be stuck in your head, so there's a little warning for you. For our German <laughs> listeners out there, I would say it's an Orwurm, Orwurm Warnung, so be careful. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So David, can you share the check word of the pod for us today? So yes, check word of the pod. I thought I would think of a really useful word. Passivo. <laughs> 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 so uh, I thought I would think of something really useful. So this word, um, it's an informal word, should be used mainly with friends. Don't mm -hmm. use it in a work environment. Um, and it is jasnie, which means clearly. Um, but it can also, it's usually used in the context of exactly. So like if someone is repeating what you said or you want them to understand something or, or you're just agreeing with them. Like in English, you'd say exactly. Um, and in Czech, you would say? Jasně. Okay. Okay. Jasně. Jasně. So is, so is that, what would be like the German equivalent? Czech? Genau. Like, um, genau. Genau, yes. That's, mm -hmm. I, like, I know I, I was like, it's on the tip of my tongue. Right. You uh, hear a yes. lot of Germans say that. You hear a lot of Germans say genau. Yeah, genau is, is thrown around a lot, for mm -hmm. sure. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. Well, it's have you heard that, that one before, Chad? Like just in, in yeah, yeah. like oh yeah, in, in I've heard passing. it in, in conversations. Um, I hear it more with the students when they're talking amongst themselves. Yeah, it's it's a very informal word. Like mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it to your boss or something. Right. Okay. Right. You would say Ganau. I, I, maybe Ganau even gets more usage then, because Ganau you can use with anyone. I would say. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree. All right, so we have come to the time for our quote of the pod and i have two of them today and let me see if i can make this bigger and i'll read one and i'll let david read the other um okay so the one the quote i have for our episode today which i think has been very helpful for the both of us since we've been here in the czech republic 
is dobra rada nad zlato, which means good advice is better than gold. And David's is... Which means he who looks finds. And I think, uh, I speaking maybe for both of us, we've, we've looked for great opportunities and great people here in the Czech Republic. And I think we've certainly found it. I would agree. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like it. Seems like it. Absolutely. I, I don't even want to say anything else. That was I, I, there's nothing that my stupid faces can say to add to it. So I was <laughs> going to leave it at that. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. It really has been amazing. My, uh, five months here in the Czech Republic. We've definitely learned a lot, and we would love to hear from any of our listeners out there, Czech or otherwise. You know, if you've spent time abroad in another country, what are some of the things that you've learned? How have you grown as a person? And we would highly encourage anybody to go out and try to travel. And spend some time abroad if you can. It's such a life-changing experience. I know that sounds very cliche and kitschy, but I think it really is true. Um, and so we really you hope you enjoyed this episode today. Uh, and uh, we're really looking forward to the next upcoming episodes. We want to thank David again for taking the time to be an amazing guest. So thank you very much, buddy. Thank you. Pajolsta. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so... Please let us know if you have any untranslatables. You can find us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. You can also slide into our DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable One. Or if you want to share any of your travel stories, what it's been like for you living in a foreign country, um, shoot us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We would really appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you. We really are thankful for all of your support. So keep it up, and we'll keep bringing you fresh new episodes off the GarageBand Press. So we hope you all have a great day. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuya Man. <laughs>